0: hello and welcome to weary dads i'm your host pj weary and i'm here with my co-host
1: dad and today's episode is brought no longer by polar oh but by bubbly there you go because uh this doesn't have any artificial it says i don't know but it tastes really good Mm. and bubbly is the new company that we are going to go and not only support they someday will support us for those of you who've been watching from day one I like bubbly better and so oh. yeah um
0: let's be honest though did you get bubbly because it was buy one get one free
1: it was buy one get one free <laughs> and it's
0: <laughs> but that's because living on those Publix deals yeah yeah Publix. <laughs> that can be the sponsor for our next Publix episode Publix is in the news I don't know if you know that oh I did not know that hmm. everything's in the news
1: now nope especially in Florida if you So, I mean, that's just the way it is.
0: Today, our topic is the second part of grit. Um, And folks, let me tell you, we could do three or four parts. I don't want to dwell on it over long, Um, but I did feel like we should come back at least to a second part focused on how important purpose is yeah to grit because um the hope is a big part of it we talked about that last time um and obviously you know just talking about that daily grind is important uh and so persistence is is big but i think uh and we talked about effort but if you do not have a purpose at the end of the day it will either become rote. You do see that where you don't have that continual pushing towards perfection because you don't know where you're going or you'll just, a lot of people just quit because they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Mm. And so, um, coach, talk to us a little bit about how important purpose is. You know, is. I'm going to,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about purpose, but I, I want you to give that good illustration that, that, Oh yeah. Uh, Angela Duckworth puts in the building about uh the guy that the three guys that are working yes, together I, construction. So do you remember
0: going re, well I have it right here. So yep. this is the book, great great Angela book. Duckworth. Yep. Great book. Um and I
1: love this illustration, yeah. folks, because it's reality of how you see what you do.
0: Yes. And this is a good example. Um, so uh I think it's more of a parable, mm-hmm. but it's talking about three bricklayers and they're building a cathedral. And so three bricklayers are asked what are you doing? And the first one says, I am laying bricks. The second one says, I am building a church. And the third says, I am building the house of
1: God. Yeah,
0: big difference. And uh, I think this is really important. Um, and it really dovetails nicely with where she, she goes with the rest of the chapter, right? Like that's why she starts with it. But that a lot of people, uh, the difference between grit where success comes and excellence comes is the difference between someone who sees what they do as a job what they see as a career, or what they see as a calling. And um, you, you might see career and calling as maybe a semantic difference. Mm, but I it, don't think so in no. any way. Uh, the, the you there was a general you uh, to our audience. I yeah, know that right. you, I know I agree. You, right? No. What's important to you has always been mentoring young men. And I've seen that kind of, you know, mentoring people, loving on people. And um, you've always been a... A discipler,
1: wherever I've seen you go. Well, I really appreciate you saying that, but that's really somewhat true. Till I was fifteen, it was there was no purpose. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. it was fun, Mm. and it still continues to be fun. Don't get that Mm. wrong, folks. But it was about athletics and playing, and I joke about this all the time that I really liked two things: athletics and girls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when. At the age of 15, and I love this statement that's uh, mentioned in Colossians, when I was apprehended, in other words, arrested, Christ arrested me, mm. I then looked and said, okay, now what I do I do with my life? And there's one of two areas that I could start a women's ministry, which I didn't <laughs> think would work, uh, although I considered it, um, but I do minister to a, especially one woman, uh, but the The big one was your wife, yeah, 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 <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry that that had to be even clarified, all right, but the other one was really like, okay, how do I take athletics hmm. and there was a and, and I think it's important maybe for the listeners to know, as even as we strive to share manhood, mentoring, and maturity, how this journey went for me, It really began, I wanted to coach when I was in college, there was a discussion uh, with my pastor who said, you're gonna have limited opportunity coaching mm. in that this, uh, in, at that point, Christian schools were popping up, and, and they were uh, favorable, uh, and they were thought of as a uh, great opportunity, but people weren't gonna h- hire people for physical education and coaching, because that was my major. So then I changed, and I never felt called to pastor. Mm. Never felt called to pastor. Felt called to work with young people. Okay, so I, I, he said you should go into youth work. Did that, but you know the truth. Everybody always called me coach. Even yeah. you know, truth is my boys and I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> we'll be in a store and they'll say, "Dad, Dad, Dad, Coach," and I'll turn around. <laughs> Extremely, I'm not sure why that goes, but there's the, the deal for me. Okay? okay, so for for me, you're right. It it literally has become a calling, and today. Even today, some of the young people that I have had the privilege to impact have contacted me. had today two people contact me from the last 20 years of ministry with challenges that they're facing, and then actually had somebody in our neighborhood open up to me today yeah. who I really haven't known. That's a calling. Like I, I, like I can't get away from that. I, I actually, I came back from a trip yesterday. And I went to lunch with your mom, and I felt an overwhelming burden. And I'm not sure how I'm going to weave this in, but I'm going to weave it in right now. We're going to give you some information, folks. But at the center point of this, if there's not a transformational relationship with Christ, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a struggle in all areas of these things. So this guy laying bricks sees it as building the house of God. You know what? If he, they were building a hospital, what would he see it as? If the guy that was a calling?
0: Uh, as he, him probably participating in the ministry of the great healer.
1: Yeah. Like I'm helping people be healed. Yeah. I'm not making a building. I'm not building a hospital. I'm helping folks be physically, emotionally healed. Right. Like, uh, so there, there are, you know, think of a guy building any type of building education. I'm changing a kid's life. Yeah. It's how you look at is the calling's a big deal. And it's, it's
0: interesting because it feels insignificant, right? Um, someone doing something like this, but it's not like, if, if you don't do like, I mean, we've seen what happens when someone cuts corners with this, you know, like, uh, I'm still, it, there's kind of that righteous anger that like feeling of just the injustice of it with that whole condo situation in Miami, like some guy like bribed an architect And they bribed the builder and they kept a lot of the money from people investing in it. And what end up, they built a condo that collapsed on people, right? Like if if you're, if you're a bricklayer and you don't do what you're supposed to with a school, that, I mean, that, there are real repercussions. Yeah, (laughs) there's
1: so many that's, and I think, um, without getting a tangent here, I think we see the greatest sin of this world right now may be greed. Mm. you know, uh, it's, and uh, that's not,
0: I have something, uh, uh, but we'll get to that when we get to kind of the application. Uh, yeah, that's go so good. Um, I, I think, uh, one thing I did want to talk about is how can you develop purpose in your life? So before we get into the application as a man, husband, father, just generally, uh, Angela Duckworth has some great uh, recommendations from the different researchers she worked with. And so one thing she said is wh- if you want to develop purpose in your in your work one way one thing is to just sit and think how is what i'm doing already connected to a greater social purpose for her she's going to talk in terms of social purpose for me uh, when i'm talking with candid go we happen to all be believers um we talk about how are we building the kingdom of god right um so right now that's uh there's there's several different things one i'm homeschooling right Right, so i'm discipling my children that's kind of an easy one right but then we look at the podcasts, mm-hmm. right? Weary dads helping, uh, men live as biblical men. That's right. big. Right. Um, Becky Sue is, uh, has already gotten the chance to be a witness. Um, people know that she's a Christian and they like, people want to work with us because she does such a good job, right? Like literally like, um, and she makes a difference. Uh, a lot of the, the speakers we work with make people's lives better, right? Um, no question. You know, like even as we talk about Angela Duckworth, is this worth learning? Yeah, you have like a bug. I on know. Your head. That's what I'm getting. It's a bug. <laughs> oh, it's a full on bug. Well, hello. No, I, don't flick it, it this because it's on un- <laughs> the bubbly. This don't is, no, don't hurt the bubbly. This is our second surprise guest for Grit. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is last good. time we had Soren... And this time we have a love bug.
1: I think it's a- a- Angel. Angel the bug. It's a lonely love
0: bug, though. Is he that dead? Said. No, I don't think so. He uh, definitely, it was underneath my brim. And then, it, okay, anyways. <clears throat> good times. <laughs> good times. You know, it's moments like these that you cannot make up. We're
1: dealing with the lonely love bug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and uh, so for angel oh there's there's two bugs this is what happens when i I go guess he isn't so lonely (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that one's dead now but
1: um (laughs) well Well, folks tough tough day yeah no well let's find purpose for for
0: angel yeah no um (laughs) (laughs) when you want to find purpose and what you do whether it's killing bugs or anything else. Um, change your thinking. Like, what am I already doing and how does it connect to building the kingdom of God? Um, those ultimate life values and life mission that you have. Uh, the other one is what are small changes I can what are small changes I can make in my work that connect? So there's just changing my thinking, right? And that's the brick layer, right? Yeah, yeah. You're looking at like, this is my job. I just lay bricks or no, I'm building the house of God. He doesn't have to change anything. Right. But thinking in terms of, uh, how can I change what I'm doing? You know, um, do I go the extra mile? Um, do I stop? Uh, you know, and that's where even, uh, for me, a lot of my life principles come from that sermon on the Mount. It's like, let others see your good works. They may glorify your father who's in heaven. That's in the same thing where it's like, if someone asks for your coat, give them your cloak also. Mm-hmm. If they ask you to go a mile, uh, which is crazy to think about. Because at the time, that was the Romans could commandeer someone to go help carry, them carry something for, I think, a mile. Mm-hmm. That's what he's referencing. And then he's like, no, go too." And so having that kind of mentality uh, is one way. But there, that's something that you have to be creative about and connect yourself to that ultimate purpose. And the third one, I think this is great is, um, the role model, find someone who's doing what you're doing in a way that inspires you, that helps you connect to your purpose. And I think versus the other two, which are very like problem oriented, there is that kind of, when you find a role model, it gives you kind of that full fleshed picture of what does it look like? And I think that's really valuable. So that, I mean, that's me rattling off some things you're writing down some thoughts. What do you think? Well, just,
1: I think it's so important that when You do something if you're going to do it with grit, you're going to say, I'm going to serve. Yeah, I'm going to serve. I'm going to give my absolute best to pr- promote and produce excellence. That was the other thing you talked about, and it's really funny because this is our model at your back, okay? Is is um with Nation of Coaches is um, you know, for you, you knowing me, I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before, but it was connect, mm. serve, equip, and. That is not our model. Our model is serve, connect, equip, because coaches especially mm. are very, very aware that people might not want to serve them. They just want to connect and get to know them. And okay. so that was a change for me because, and prayerfully, this is my heart, my motives weren't to get something from somebody when I met people. I wanted right. to give something like, hey, I, got, you know, I like people. So. Yeah. But you have to serve, and then you have to do it in excellence. You mentioned a role model Hmm. and there's a guy named Craig Olson when I was in college and he was over um, the ushers crew uh, at Bob Jones where I worked and ended up, you know, being assistant head usher, then head usher. He was probably the most impactful model for me. He just had the ability to deal with life. And still, this is right, this is wrong. Care about you as he did it. Relax. Like, he wasn't, like, over the top. But you were, I'm really careful, but you had a real healthy respect for him. And I almost yeah. teetered to the word, like, you didn't want to mess with uh, him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say fear. It was just, like, this healthy respect. Like, Yeah. And so I was like. He's he wasn't weak, yes, and he was impacting people Mm. all the time, challenging them mentally, emotionally, and spiritually without even trying to. He just asked questions and so forth. So I think that role model is big, and that was uh, important for me. And by the way, he had been in Nam. He, (laughs) uh, I'm sure there was some strength there. Yes. Well, there's this. I I could go, folks. I was actually Uncle Gary. One time was fooling around the room and he came in. And for those of you who don't know, my brother in law Gary worked out. He was strong and he picked up Gary and he had him by the ankles and he, he had Gary's head. This, somebody would be upset with this dorm suit, but it was the best. And he was squatting him and hitting his head on the floor. He just had this way of like, okay. And, and, and Gary was just laughing. Like yeah. this guy just yanked me up and picked me up. And, yeah. you know, Narc probably weighed 160 and had him by his ankles. I say that just because um, I've always wanted to hit Gary in the head. No, I say that just because like, there was this, like, he loved people. He just was real. Mm. So I think a role model, that's a, such a huge thing for grit. Like, and for me, that was one.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's great because his, his main thing that you saw him do was mentoring All young men. Time. Right. Uh, and now, you know, I say young men, but I mean, for you, it's always been mentoring young adults. I mean, you were a youth pastor uh, for a long time and then into a Dean of students, athletic director, but still basketball coach. You know, you said
1: young men and I bet you 80% of what, I mean, mom and I both have had the, the privilege with, with ladies, women. And some, I I still have that, but 80% at least is of young men.
0: Yeah. Um, and so kind of as we, uh, finish up here, how would you apply this as a man? So, you know, we talk at the end, like, how would you apply this as a man? How would you apply this as a husband? How do you apply this as a father? Um, for me, something that's come up a lot um, and we're kind of the, the end goal is to make the podcast profitable because, you know, I that's part of what we're doing. Um, it does cost money to make this. Yep. Uh, and it costs time. That's why that's we need to go the, with
1: bubbly. But, bubbly the, yes.
0: <laughs> but the, the important thing is to keep on mission, too. Right. That's right. Um, but for now, uh, and this has come up quite a bit, right? What Becky Sue is doing is bringing in money. What I am doing, though I do want some of it to bring in money, is not always bringing in money. And one of the thing, uh, and I was challenged by, um, some talking I've done with some wise people in my life and with this book on Sabbath that I'm reading is one thing in our culture is we equate money and value and that that's not true. Right. And what, for one, um, there's tremendous value in me homeschooling my kids. Right. Like, I, I think in terms of like, if I, if I were Mentoring, to pay someone role model, yes, if I were to pay someone to privately tutor my kids, I'd be very expensive. So we're saving money, but it's not bringing in money. And there is, when you talk about that provider instinct, mm-hmm. we tie that automatically to money, but really what it should it be tied to is value. Are you actually are you actually working in a way that helps your family and that provides? Um, and so the long term, I believe that these podcasts, both that I'm working on, mm-hmm. will succeed. But right now it's not bringing in any, any, any money. And so as a man, seeing that my, my calling uh, has to do with, and my provision doesn't have to be tied directly to money. I need to make sure that my family's provided for with money because that brings in food, right? right That's right. an important part but there's, uh, just recognizing that what you do, um, and some of the most important things you do aren't going to bring in money, whether, whether you have a 40 hour job and you come home and you, you're like, Oh, I, the, the opposite side of this is I've gone, I've worked for 40 to 50 hours this week. I don't need to hang out with my kids. I'm done. Yeah. And so that, like, no, 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 that's not where your value, like, some Of the most important yeah, you things keep you do, using the that word.
1: monetary is not as important as value. Yeah, that's what you're really saying. It's really good. And as a man, yeah, you are providing value to your sons. Um, yeah, for as I hear this or look at this, mm. um, you're right, folks. There's no question someday we'd love for this to be bringing in equity, but the, 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 the truth is, it's really the value of invi- um, instilling into other men prayerfully yeah. the importance of. Um, The things that we talk about, AKA being a role model Mm. and being a a husband and a a dad that is investing uh, value. So I think that's really good. And, And you know, you want to talk about role model. I mean, that's been you.
0: Like you've never made, like you've always made sure that our family had food on the table and you've always been clear that you would do whatever it took to do that, but you've never made your choices based solely on money. And so... There are a lot easier ways to make money than podcasting, right? Part of the reason we're doing this, and there's a lot easier ways to make money
1: than to be a youth pastor, right? No, well, there, you know, whether it's easier or not, it definitely yeah. there was ways to make more money. Right. That's probably, yes. <laughs> and and yeah, there yeah. are days I go, oh, I could have done, and, and I go, you know what? Mm. God has been so faithful. Yes. So good. So yes. So the value there is out of control.
0: Right. And I think that's really important that, um, we get obsessed and I, I see this on social media. There are literally like whole channels dedicated to hustle and to, you know, all that stuff. And it's like penny hoarder, yeah.
1: <laughs> the penny hoarder. Make haven't a seen ex- that one. You haven't seen the penny hoarder? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tip out these, do this, make an extra 10 grand yeah. a year.
0: And, uh, you know, I mean, they're just, uh, organizing your finances to make sure your family is provided for, but also making sure that you're provided, you're keeping focused on your, your ultimate goals. Um, and the last one, I think, cause I think that's man that is husband, right? right Those right, all right. things. But the father one is just such good advice from Angela Duckworth. Yeah, her whole family does what they have. They have what they call the, um, the hard things rule. Yeah. And so everyone in the family has to choose one thing, one hard thing, and they have to do it and they can quit. But only after a season of season. it, season, like uh, so whether that's like a year or like the six months, you know, it could be basketball. Uh, Angela Duckworth says she tries to get better at yoga. And so I, I guess that's like you have a certain time of paying for lessons or whatever. But the important thing there is uh, that you have a hard thing. You can't quit. And the most important part, and this goes back to the purpose, is you have to pick it. So, uh, I mean, so Finn is doing tennis now because yep. he came in and he was like, I'm going to do tennis, um, or soccer and soccer had already been signed up and I was like, we'll do tennis and whether and so far he's really enjoyed it. So that's not been a problem right. and the coach Steve is great. So that's been fine. But at some point I know he could come home and be frustrated and it's like the important thing for your children and for you is that you don't quit when it gets hard. You quit when it's uh, the right time, right? And that's like, there's always a point.
1: Yes. Done is not when it's hard. Yes.
0: Uh, You don't quit when you wake up and you're just tired that day or you lost, you know, there's all sorts of things like that. And that's a really good habit to build into yourself that you go all the way to the finish line.
1: Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that. I, I think we have way too many people that, um, um have such incredibly um unrealistic expectations. Mm. They 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 have these fantasies that this is gonna be how it is, whether it be at work, marriage, and so forth. And all of those things, okay. Uh, actually wrote it down marriage, work, mm. cancer. These things are hard. Yeah. And you know, they have that bell where you ring it for cancer, you know, you ring the bell cause you've overcome cancer. I think there ought to be a bell for marriage and there ought to be a bell for work and there ought to be a bell for athletics cause you got to work hard and, and, and it's, you got to have grit. You I have think to it's stick really it out. Good. Yep. Yeah. Really no. good. What is the biggest takeaway for me today is that hmm. you killed a bug. You yes. actually killed two bugs.
0: I no, I just left, I slept the psychoing off.
1: Um, you know? um, like, <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> well, let me just tell you you can't <laughs> the find the one it. that's alive had grit the other one didn't <laughs> the other one is now gritty <laughs> yeah, <that's> really, ooh. <laughs> hey All right. it's been great session thank you appreciate you love you love you too